Hello, dear educators, and welcome back to Education Espresso, the podcast that fills your teaching journey with innovative ideas and inspiring activities. I'm your host, Ahmed Yusuf, and today we are exploring the world of emotional support activities in the classroom. Joining me is Miss Ariel Mickey, an educator at J.T. Lambert Intermediate School within the East Stroudsburg Area School District in Eastern Pennsylvania, United States. Ariel earned her master's degree in special education from Lehigh University in 2020. Ariel is not your typical 9 to 5 educator. She's deeply involved in the field of education and emotional support. As an example, in 2020, Ariel served as one of the Pennsylvania mental health awareness speakers, focusing on her lived experiences in the special education world and advocating for change with her speeches available on YouTube. So grab your favorite cup of inspiration and let's start another exciting episode of Education Espresso. Imagine your class as a space where your students carry not only textbooks but also invisible burdens. These hidden struggles include depression, anxiety, self-harm, and a host of emotional challenges. As educators, we have a responsibility to address these issues and create an atmosphere where students can thrive emotionally and academically. In a study titled, Who Cares for Academics?, we need to talk about emotional well-being. Researchers uncovered the reluctance of students to discuss their emotional challenges, often feeling fear and shame. This has left sensitive discussions about emotional well-being in schools largely unaddressed. Today, Ms. Ariel Mickey will introduce an engaging warm-up activity that will help you as an educator create an emotionally supportive environment in your classroom. So, stay tuned. Ariel started with introducing the activity to us. This was an activity that I created myself. I called Let Go, Move On because the kids came in. They were really upset that day. They weren't feeling good. They were tired. They were cranky. They were just, you know, not at a very good spot. Notice how the activity name Let Go and Move On suggests that it's done over two steps. First, let's start with the Let Go step. So what I did was I provided them with a piece of paper that would typically go on like a bulletin board. And this is not a piece of paper that you care about. This is just a piece of paper. We tape it down to the tables or the desks, what have you. And the students have an opportunity to write or draw out whatever it is that they need to get out. So you give them a time. Typically, my timing was about five minutes or so. And they talk it out and they scribble it out. And it's whatever they want. It's scribbles, it's circles, it's curse words, it's whatever has made them not feel like they matter in that moment. Typically, you would take that time and you would sit with them. And if you have a smaller class, you can even individually check in with everybody. Hey, how you doing? How are you feeling? What happened today? What happened last night? What is keeping you from being that best version of yourself? And you give the kids the time they need. They sit with it. And then this is the most important part. So This is the letting go part is really getting it down and making sure that they have an open, safe space to share their words, to share what it is that they that that's keeping them from being the best version of themselves. Now we will progress to step two. Move on. You have everybody stand up. And that's the important part is standing up. And if you have used one piece of paper, all of the kids come together and they're holding it together. You do a countdown. Three, two, one. And they tear apart that paper. So this is the move on piece of this activity. 
they're gonna rip it up. They're gonna rip it up into the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest little shreds that they can possibly make it. We keep ripping until we can't see any of the, those negative words, anything that has stopped them from, from really enjoying themselves. And they rip it up, rip it up, rip it up, and then they hold it in their hands. And you look at them and you go, okay, how do you feel? And you hear them out and how they're feeling after they have mostly used their whole body to really stand and rip up that paper. And then the final piece of this is that they just take it and they say one thing positive about themselves, about how they're feeling, about what they're going to do to be the better version of themselves today. And they throw that confetti in the air. Afterwards, they know that they restore their environment. They clean up after themselves. They carry all of the negatives that they have now ripped up. They say goodbye to it. They throw it in the trash can. And now they sit at their desks and they're ready to go and they're ready to start the day. But what if students struggle with drawing or writing? Ariel provides an insightful response. So that's kind of the wonderful thing about this is I give options. They can draw, they can write, they can scribble. Um, there's no real expectation for them in terms of like, you don't have to be the best artist. You don't even have to spell things correctly. Like this is truly just giving them an opportunity to be themselves, be you in this moment. I'm not looking for spelling. I'm not looking for your artistic ability. I'm looking for you to get out whatever is stopping you from being great today. This activity helps you create a safe space for students. Let's listen how this happens. They need to know that it's a safe space and those reminders throughout, not just in the beginning of the expectations, but also like reminder of safe space. What you say here is going to remain here. There's no consequence of feeling what you're feeling in this moment, um, because we are looking to honor the emotion in the moment, whatever it is that they need to just release and get out. I had a, a student at the time, and this was many, many, many years ago, who just came into school that day and looked me dead in the eye and went, I'm here because it's safe here and I don't know when I'm going to be safe again. While the activity encourages sharing emotional challenges, Ariel also highlights the boundaries and things that are not permitted in this safe space. No, we're not putting our buddy's name down on this paper. No, we're not. We're not being bullies. Um, and one of my favorite responses to them on day one is always, always, I tell them, I do not teach bullies. When you walk in this room, you don't bully anybody. You don't bully yourself. You don't bully your peers. You don't bully anybody. You don't bully me. You don't bully your teachers. They know that we don't, these are, these are the hard no's and the hard stops. So for educators that want to attempt this, I would make that very well known. Like, no, we're not saying anything disparaging about, um, certain races. No, we're not saying anything disparaging about people's orientations. No, we're not saying anything about people's identities. As I listened to Ariel, a thought crossed my mind, the concern that, as a teacher, I might not be equipped to handle students' emotional struggles and could potentially make things worse. Ariel offers her perspective and advice on this issue. Um, but be that is something to be aware of. Be aware of that. Be aware that that might happen. Um, and if this is not something that you feel super comfortable with uh, for as an educator, don't do it. That's fine. Um, but also be aware that like, hey, if you're going to do this and you're going to feel you're going to throw yourself out there and try this, be aware that you need to engage with your team as well. So like I always had a team in my emotional support room. I had my paraprofessionals. I had my guidance counselors. I had my admin who always had my back um, and just let them know. Let them know what's going on. Let them be like, hey, it was always a phone call. It was, hey. Everybody's a little sad today. This is what we're going to try. So like be on be on deck, be on call. Know that this might 
this might go poorly. Ariel concludes with a valuable piece of advice encouraging us to remain determined and avoid accepting the no as an answer. They can't move forward without saying something positive. And whether you can provide feedback and be like, okay, you're, maybe your positive today is that you woke up and you're here. Maybe your positive is that you just exist in this space with us today. That's allowable. That's okay. Because that's still positive. But don't ever let them get away with saying, I don't know, and then move on. Because that's not the important part of the activity. The important part of the activity is having that piece that then they can take with them for the rest of the day. They got to destroy something. They got to use their whole body and they got to hear positives after feeling super negative. If you are employed by the state of Pennsylvania, you are considered a mandated reporter and you are legally obligated to report any suspected cases of child abuse. Failure to report such cases will result in mandated reporters committing a third-degree felony. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Education Espresso, where we explored the significance of emotional support in the classroom. Until we meet again, continue to energize your teaching journey with that shots of Education Espresso. This is your host, Ahmed Yusuf, signing off with a reminder to care for students' emotional well-being and be the pillar of support. Cheers to the power of education and the remarkable impact you make as an educator. Boom, 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 boom,